Hello, welcome to Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Sherry. This podcast is for all photographers interested in film, digital, and the gear that goes with the craft of photography. It doesn't matter what camera you're shooting, but be warned, we focus heavily on analog. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Embrace the Grain. So tonight it's a super special uh, guest or maybe two super special guests. Tonight we have Jody Mansbridge and we have Jess Hobbs online. How are you guys? Hi, thanks for having us. We're doing good. we're, we're, We're doing good. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I hear that this is your very first time podcasting, Jody. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm not a I'm not a seasoned veteran like like Jess <laughs> is. So it's, it's all new territory from here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you had to get your toe in the water sometime. Yeah, that's right. It's good. Yeah, yeah welcome so, to the show, both of you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited to have you guys on. <laughs> But uh, I've been following both of you for a long time, so it's going to be uh, awesome to have a chat here tonight. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, let's begin. Yeah. So I have a question for uh, for both of you guys. I know it's, it's, it's only January, but... Uh, are there any particular photography projects that you guys have planned for 2021? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, got, a, I've a got a bunch. Question. Jody has less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel you there. Uh, yeah, well, I guess for me, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Yeah, I'll give him a do. chance to think a bit. <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I decided to uh, kind of revive my 52 rolls. I did one in 2019, uh, and I had a lot of fun. I think I ended up doing like a total of uh, like 64 rolls or something that year. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then in 2020, while well, everything just kind of went to the side, we'll say. Uh, so I didn't uh, I didn't continue it, but I thought it would be fun to do for 2021 because I also want to be like experimenting with a lot of different films, um, like pushing, pulling, uh, different developers, uh, learning how to do C41 and stuff. So I thought the 52 Rolls project would be pretty easy way to revive that. Um, and I don't know, I'm hoping maybe a zine or a book will come out and then uh, who knows? Oh, and maybe even um, actually uh, possibly reviving one of my like farm kind of projects. So like uh, I sort of did it with the TLR challenge that I was part of last summer. Uh, yeah. My three rolls ended up being all about like the farmlands around where we live. Yeah. And from that, I was like, hey, this is actually a pretty cool idea. So I think I'm going to go back out with uh, the RB67 this time so that I have like different lenses and different filters and stuff. And uh, I think I'm going to redo that and maybe turn that into a zine as well. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. 
Yeah, what about you, I, Jody? I, I end up with a few ambitious plans and then. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they go aside. <laughs> it it uh, happens to the best of us. I, I also did a 52 Rolls project in 2019. That was that, that, that was it. So I was pretty good. I got I got 50. I, I made my 52 Rolls. Yeah, you did. I, yeah. I think you got pretty close to me even. Like, I think you were somewhere around 60 or something. Yeah, I was around there. So, like, one of my goals for 2021 would be to finish developing the roles oh, yes. from, my, from my 2019 52 roles. I'm a mess. I'm just, like, I have so much. And, like, I wanted to start this year with, you know, you always want to start with no film in your cameras. And I got four cameras loaded. Yeah, you and do. I'm just struggling here. One of those is actually my camera. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> Which is rare. I'm always stealing his cameras. And this time he actually has two F1s loaded. loaded. <laughs> I got my Bronica, the Olympus, uh, my Leica. Oh, I got oh, five. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, so I guess we're just going to start it off and uh, and and try to try to get through some of the backlog and empty some cameras so it can start fresh it's a lot, it's a lot of anxiety <laughs> there's not yeah, much daylight make, yeah if no, it makes I you can, feel I can any better with that. yeah yeah i think i have four or five with film in them too yeah 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 i think i think i have more than four or five easily <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel a little better but still <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so next question. You guys are from just outside of the Montreal area, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big fan of Montreal, both the city and the hockey team. Shout out to the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> hey, we're, we're playing tonight, too, yeah. eh? Yes, two to one. against the, it, no, the it's Maple Leafs. Three, three yeah. the Le- it's 3-3 three, 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 right now yeah. against the Leafs. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good start to the season, I think, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, I just want to ask you guys, uh, what are your favorite landmarks in or around Montreal to shoot? I like I actually you visited Montreal was it two years ago or last year? Yeah, it would have been last year around this time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing some of your photos and it was so like some weird like I could barely tell it was Montreal because I don't know maybe you. Going in with, uh, with like new eyes, like I, I could tell there's a building, like the the Desjardins complex. I could see, so I'm like, okay, I know it's downtown, but the street was is just, it was interesting. Anyway, I, I liked seeing your photos. Um, I worked downtown, uh, for a while when we used to have our apartment in in Montreal. I'd I'd spend summers on the farm, and then winters I would just grab contracts doing whatever. But I would always make it a point. You know, like if if there was a job offering and it was in the outskirts, I'd be like, no, I, I want to go downtown because if I'm <laughs> gonna be miserable, I want I want to take photographs of something, you know. Um, yeah. So I I have a connection to uh, uh, to I don't know I, I I have a few corners like there's the Sun Life Building, which is one of the oldest oldest in it's the first high rise in Montreal. I worked in there and I was terrible working, but man, it's photographic. And anywhere around around that building, the financial district for me. So there's like these like just glass like high rises, but then all the, the they plant trees for some reason in, in the medians. They don't get any light, but just the contrast of, of having these trees up and down the boulevards and these glass towers, and then the old the old Sun Life building. That's that's for me. I could go there and hang out. I got my I got my street corners there where I used to just hang out, take like an hour lunch. 
and I'd see other photographers, other film photographers, and I'd kind of like eyeball them out. I'm like, what are you doing here? It's like, this is my corner. And then so I'd, I ended up talking with a few of them, and then I'd see their Instagram and see that they'd have the same pictures of, as I did, but three days earlier. So I'd get super competitive. No, oh, I love it downtown. <laughs> <laughs> That's for me. Financial district all the way. What about you, Jess? Uh, okay, so I think I have two, actually. Um Definitely the Old Port. Uh, that's my favorite place mm. to be in Montreal, like Old Montreal and the Old Port. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the Old Port is actually Silo Number no. 5, which is kind of weird because it's sort of like decrepit now. <laughs> um, but they want to tear it down or like, not tear it down, but they want to turn it into condos and like a shopping area and restaurants and stuff. And I just think that that's like... Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think that's like such a sad thing to do. Like, I know it's just sitting there not doing anything. and But it, it's just, it's so photographic. <laughs> it's In its like decay, it's so photographic. Um, so that's probably my favorite part of the old port. And the other thing that I actually really like to photograph that I didn't realize I did until FP4 party last year uh, is the Big O the Olympic Stadium, um, mm. especially the, uh, what, what's it called? The funicular, I think, or something? Yeah. The, the, like, elevator thing that goes up? Yeah. Yeah. That actually, for some reason, is, like, my second. Yeah, that's, like, a forgotten landmark because it's, yeah. just, it's just so out of the way. It's so yeah. far on the green line and then, exactly. you know, yeah. Because it's, uh, like, on the east end of Montreal, so not many people go there. But, like, as a kid, yeah, I remember going there multiple times every summer to go watch baseball games with my parents, mm. um, you know, because we had the Montreal Expos back then. And for some reason, though, my favorite team was the Atlanta Braves. I can't explain <laughs> why. Because it was the 90s. <laughs> It was, it was 94, 90, we yeah. know why. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're it, was like, yeah, it was like 92 team. to 94 was like my big baseball years. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so those, that's, I, I guess that I just kind of have connections. And the old port too, like we used to go there on school trips when I was, when I was young and stuff. So I think those are like the two areas that I have the most connection with in the city. Uh, and I just really like to photograph around there. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I have a couple questions for you. Um, so Jody, would you prefer to shoot tractors or high rises? Oh, that's a good question. You see, there's only yeah. <laughs> I really like shooting both, you know. <laughs> um, I did the. High, I found it's 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 interesting because I was I was in downtown for I don't know I guess off and on for five years. And my the, the photos I took changed. And then my last contract that I did, it was all just construction sites, cranes, machinery, and all that. It, it's changing so much. But I don't know. There's just something about that. So I'd have to go with tractors on this one because I feel like I'm naturally going more towards <laughs> machinery and whatnot. And, I mean, in the right light, you could place a tractor right in the middle of an oat field. And, and when those oats, like, just shine golden, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so Jess, what is your favorite film format? Oh, I think it's got to be 120 right now. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't gotten into large format just yet, uh, so it might change. <laughs> but <laughs> for now, it's uh, it's got to be 120. I mean, unfortunately, I barely picked up a 35 millimeter camera in 2020, uh, except for the OM1 that 
was originally Sherry's and I got from Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. made its rounds. Yeah, exactly. It did but that's, for sure. I think that's the only camera, like 35 millimeter camera I picked up. Uh, maybe the F1 once or something, but uh, yeah, I, it would have to be 120. Uh, we were even like, Jody and I were looking through all my old videos on my YouTube channel and we were like, oh, wow. Jess, you shoot a lot of 120. <laughs> like, it's all 120 videos. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should pick up an SLR once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I only shoot 35. Based, well, like, I, I'm trying with 120, but as a result, like, my film stash, I have tons of 120, and I just look at it, and I'm like, oh, God, when am I going to get to this? And she's only got 35, and it's like, oh. <laughs> We're constantly trading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know least, how you uh, feel. Yeah, yeah. At least it's a uh, symbiotic relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, less so when I start stealing all of his, Jody's gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, guys, by the way, for uh, for, oh, yeah. for, for giving that OM1, uh, uh, because then I got mine back. <laughs> I had I, I had, I had uh, given mine to Jess, and then I had another one, and, and that other one was just really dirty. So I yeah, finally got mine shape. back now. But then as a result of seeing the, the OM1N that that jake sent to jess i'm like i want a new one that's clean man like that is a clean camera and i'm looking at mine which i used to love and i'm like what (laughs) it's it's dirty (laughs) like you look through the viewfinder i'm like this needs a cla like bad so yeah Yeah. i found that one and i thought oh this is beautiful i don't have any olympus gear so i brought it home and i looked through it and everything's working and i put it in the drawer and a year later, it's still sitting in the drawer. I haven't put a roll of film through it. I haven't used it one single time. And the CCR came out with their Olympus episode. And oh, Jake yeah. got Olympus gas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I said, well, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Jody, would you prefer shooting black and white color or alternative processes? Um, I like black and white. Um, I I did shoot a lot of color when like when I started um, taking photos, it was black and white because of the darkroom. And although I've only I've very limited darkroom experience, find lately now when I take photos, I'm kind of trying to picture it on paper, and that really helps me to uh to 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 figure out my compositions differently than just snapping a shot i kind of picture it on the paper as a physical thing and and it helps me out i mean color is nice too an alternative process i haven't done much of i guess except maybe polaroids i do weird things to polaroids like i'll, I'll swap films i'll put uh i'll put 600 in an sx70 camera so that i can uh shoot kind of longish exposures i guess it's like what i don't know like mm-hmm. like three seconds or four seconds five seconds i think on that camera yeah um underground uh in 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 the montreal metro that was like one thing that i would do and uh, people really <laughs> connected with those polaroid actually like published one of my shots they just randomly contacted me on instagram and they're like yeah we like this shot can we put it in our magazine i was like yeah of course so <laughs> I'm always That's shooting awesome. black and white, but I feel a lot of pressure, you know, for the Polaroid, and I'm, I keep coming <laughs> back to it, and uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, so I'd have to say black and white, but uh, I might try more Polaroid, and it's unfortunate, I'm like, seriously, 
<laughs> I get like recognition for photo and it's on Polaroid. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm this like super cool documentary photographer type guy with a black and white HB5 and all that. And it's the Polaroid Color 600. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like the Polaroid. I struggle with Polaroid so hard. I don't know why. I just can't. Even the other day, like my grandson spent the night and I got out the Instax and I got out a Polaroid. And loaded up some 600 film in the Polaroid. And um, the Instax pictures turned out not too bad. The Polaroids stink. Yeah, it's like 32 bucks gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone there. Like, I'm, oh. I, <laughs> I, I go through that, too. So I, I don't shoot it often. <laughs> no, it's just the only reason I loaded it up is the thing was near its expiration date. I thought, yeah. I'm going to have to shoot this or it's probably not going to be so good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, Jess, do you think that social media is starting to fade in popularity? Um, I mean, I guess a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. Um, I mean, I... I'm l- really lucky because I have a really, really awesome following. Uh, people are very interactive with me, uh, very encouraging. Uh, so for the most part, you know, I really don't have any complaints about putting any of my stuff out on social media, whether through YouTube or Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I tend not to share as much stuff just because, um, I don't know, I found that most people, I, I don't want to say it's, it's going to sound mean, but it's, they just don't care. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on Facebook that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't feel like I want to like throw my stuff in people's faces there. Whereas Instagram, you go to look at photography or YouTube, you go to watch videos. Uh, so I just keep my Facebook for like my friends and and whatnot. Um, but I have seen actually through some Facebook groups that I'm part of, some photography ones, uh, where some people are starting to find it frustrating that uh, Instagram and Facebook compress photos so much that the quality is not the same. Uh, so I've started to see people going to Flickr instead. Um, and uh, there's one group that I'm part of, it's all uh, female photographers. And unfortunately, they've had some really bad experiences dealing with uh, men through their Instagram. So a lot of them either went super private with their profiles or left Instagram completely. So I I guess it's kind of chalked up to personal experience. Like I said, I've been really lucky. I have just an amazing group of followers that I am so grateful every day for. Um, but I know that others might not have quite the same experience that I've had. So I I guess I'm kind of speaking from like a point of privilege here, (laughs) social media privilege. But, um, but for me, I think it's still going strong. It's going well. Um, I guess, like I said, it's just kind of up to personal experience with, with the platform. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, Jake, do you have any more questions? Yeah, I've got a question for Jody. Sure. Is, is there a particular camera or lens that you've been gravitating towards lately? Yes, yes, actually. Uh, I, I I got my OM1 and 
like for a very long time, and I think for a lot of people too, when you get when you get into film photography, um, it's it's the 50 millimeter uh, lens that goes with it, and that's what we're used to seeing. I'm I'm sure that most of our parents and whatnot, there was like the 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 body in a 50 millimeter. So most like in the past, it was mainly 50 millimeters, but was it a last year or? Yeah, it must have been last two year or ago, two years I ago. I got a 35 2.8 for my Olympus. And I was thinking that I would get rid of the 50. I traded it for another lens. And that would just be a dedicated 35 millimeter camera. So whenever I pick up my Olympus, uh, it, it's it's that that uh, focal length. And, and I, I really like it. I'm really getting into it. I mean, I've shot 28s and, and 24 millimeters before, but that 35 is something that I'd never experienced. So... I find that now that's that's the one that when I just when I want to when I want to go shoot I'll just grab that camera. There's no choices to be made. 35 millimeter all the way. <laughs> HP5, let's go. <laughs> Except for when I steal it from him. <laughs> yeah, now she has an Olympus. Too. We were out in the woods the other day and she's like, "Oh, this shot isn't quite wide enough for a 50 and I'm holding mine." I was like, "Well, I could take the lens off. You could take it. You, we can swap, but I want it back." <laughs> Yeah, I mean the uh, the Zuiko glass is is quite amazing, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't know, it's that you know that documentary look. And I know I always wanted like um, Olympus, like a, a 35 f2, but honestly, the 2.8 for me, I'm like that's I'm I probably would never switch for an f2. 2.8 is fine. Yeah. It's such good quality. Yeah, and I mean you're only gaining what like a, a third of a stop going to the F2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've actually heard that the 2.8 was better than the two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we were told that by a by a camera dealer and repair guy in Montreal. He's like the in general the Zuiko line. He said the 2.8s are more durable. There was something in the construction yeah. of the F2. I don't know. Uh, okay. But that's it's a little tip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I listen when 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 someone who's got like a bits and bobs and parts of cameras all over his desk is repairing them. I, I'll I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> he probably yeah. knows what he's talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, on to the next question, uh, Jess. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, can you tell us a little bit about the press pan and what it's like to shoot? <laughs> <laughs> yes um that camera is so much fun to use um so sorry to anyone if i disappoint you that you really wanted me to say oh you know after using it a bit i really didn't like it no i love it um <laughs> a lot of people after i put out my video about the press pan uh, a lot of people were writing to me saying that either they were mad at me because now they wanted a new camera again <laughs> <laughs> or uh, that they were actually contacting Freeman to get a, a press pan for themselves. So um, so to anyone else who was kind of on the fence about it, uh, yeah, no, I love that camera. It's so much fun to use. It just, it's so different for me. Um, first of all, I'm not really used to shooting 35 millimeter. Oh, yeah, so I guess that's the other camera I would have used a bit more last year, too, now that I think of it in well, 35 yeah. millimeter. Yeah, that's true, because I did a video. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, it, because it's 35 millimeter to begin with, so that's already an experience. Using, like, a large format lens on it's kind of really special. Um, it's just got a whole new look and feel to it you know it doesn't feel like a Nikon FE body anymore it feels like it's really its own camera 
Um, and so once I was like able to start getting used to the little quirks that can come with the with the Mamiya lenses, uh, just you know learning, remembering to uh, trip the shutter properly and and all that. Um, it was just such a joy to get out there and look at the world completely differently. Um, it just forced me to take, yeah, just to look at my, my surroundings in a different way that, uh, I hadn't had before. And I really, really enjoyed that challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Jess. I, uh, I picked up a Nikon FM locally for, for cheap and it wasn't working that well at the start. And after, you know, exercising a little bit, I finally got it working and, I saw your video, and after a couple weeks, I couldn't sell the camera. I thought, should I send this away to be chopped up into a press pan? (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, the trick is the lenses with that, because they're kind of hard to come by in North America, but when you get one... Yeah, like there, I mean, I got mine off of eBay from Japan, so I did have to uh, pick through... Just to get a feeling for which one I was really going to trust. Not that I don't trust sellers from Japan. Just when you're ordering something from so far away and it's, you know, a few hundred dollars, you're kind of like, ooh, I got to think about this. But I knew that the camera was coming, uh, so I needed to get a lens. Um, But, yeah, they're really only available mostly in Japan. Every now and then, one will pop up in the States. But I think that now that so many cameras are starting to be made to use those lenses, like there's the press pan, uh, there's the Dora Goodman, the the Goodman Zone cameras, too, that take those lenses. uh, I think people are starting to hold on to them (laughs) because they're like, yay, I can use them again. Because most people who have the press lenses use those cameras for the old peel apart pack film. Was it Mm. was it the peel apart? No, it was the new. It was the no, it was pack film. It was pack film. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, so like a lot of people, I think kind of stopped using those cameras after just because they were bigger and bulkier and whatnot for, I, I think the backs were six, nine for those cameras after mm. or something. And, um, so now they're, now that they've seen like the new cameras coming out, I think they're starting to hold on to the lenses a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I want to apologize for um the noise you can hear the furnace running and the stupid phone rang about five (laughs) times (laughs) before i actually got up and threw it out in the other room so i'm sorry (laughs) no worries no no worries worries. i'm just surprised our cats haven't crashed a whole bunch of stuff down at this point and (laughs) (laughs) so i actually i have a question for both of you uh jess and jody so who has the worst gas? <laughs> uh, we, I think we kind of flipped. It's bad. No, it's bad. Uh, no, we're enablers. Yeah, we're it's bad. big time enablers. Because like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a sneaky person. Like Jess has a YouTube channel. So I'm like, hey, we could buy this for your YouTube channel. Like, let's do it. Like, oh yeah, you should get that. That's how I got the press pan. Yeah, the press pan and all that. Like I'm, I'm kind of dialing in on, on my gear, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, but every now and then. Uh, no, it's you. No, yeah, it's it's definitely me. Um, actually, um, <laughs> you, just, you bought so many cameras. Uh, yeah, last I bought year. so many cameras last year. Um, actually, we have a mutual friend, Trevor, who contacted mm. me about uh, an Olympus lens, and I ended up not getting the Olympus lens. But I just said an offhand remark. I'm like, oh, but you know, if you ever come across a Mamiya M645000S, uh, you know, I'll, I'm interested. And he's like, actually, I have two sitting here right now. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, so- <laughs> and so originally I was only going to get one. He was supposed to keep the other one. And then through chatting with him after a while, he was like, you know what? I've decided it's not for me. Do you want both of them? And I'll give you a really good deal. And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she gets both of them. And we're thinking like, oh, we could sell one and keep the 1000S. And we get them both. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're not selling the other one. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You should have asked for a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tre- Trevor is a is a very dangerous person to know because yeah. as soon as he <laughs> finds a deal that he's not interested in, you can be sure that he'll pass it along. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I I actually just bought a seventy to three hundred uh, Nikon lens from Trevor this week. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you got you got your Rolly Flex from him too, didn't you? I've actually bought two Rolly Flexes from Trevor. Oh wow. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, if he's listening, I am looking for one, stop, but stop. but not right now. <laughs> stop recording. <laughs> oh, I'm Rolly glad Flex. I don't know Trevor. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, if, I, if, if Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Now, if if there's a Rolleiflex that pops up in the in the greater Ottawa area, you can be sure that Trevor will track that one for you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I have another question. Uh, you just mentioned that you both have YouTube channels. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about them? Oh yeah, we do actually both have YouTube channels. Yeah, we channels. do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I started in on on the YouTube space. Uh, four years ago, three, yeah. three, four. Uh, almost four. Yeah. So I wanted to do something because I wasn't really doing anything, and I was like, maybe I could do a YouTube channel. And I was like, the only thing I really knew was photography channels at the time, and there was a lot less. So I was like, oh, I could do a photography channel or something. And I was like, no one, no one's gonna want to see me take pictures, but I still wanted to make a channel. So I was like, I'll just do this vlogging thing. And I was on the farm, so I was like, I guess it's gonna be a I guess it's going to be a farm show. And, and I thought, I was like, man, I'm on to something here. Like, I don't think anyone's ever done this. Like, I think I could be super, super innovative and, and famous and cash in on this because I don't think anyone's ever done it. Um, turns out, yeah, everyone has done farming <laughs> vlogs. And there's a huge community. Like the, uh, like the film photography community, there's a huge YouTube farming community. Um, I just never looked it up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally do this. Um, but, uh, all I, all I did, it, it's, it's more instructional videos, uh, in the farming space. And there's a few, like, um, there's a few people who, who do like vlogging styles, but all I knew was like the photography videos of the time, like Thomas Heaton and, and all that stuff, like in the field. So I was applying that kind of video technique cause I didn't know anything about filming video or, or editing, so I was bringing that to the farming space and people were like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? We've never seen these camera angles before. And wow, I was like, OK, cool. There you go. So, 
yeah, I don't know. I just kind of take people around my farm. It started as a nice little happy thing and then a few droughts in different seasons and <laughs> gets real dark on, on, on Jody Farms. That's my channel. Sometimes I get real with my peeps, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun space for me. I took a year off last year and uh, and, and <laughs> without even knowing uh, anything that would have happened. And I'm like, wow, I had some 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 really good uh, hindsight there because I don't know how I would have managed to film uh, for, for my channel. We had a bad drought this yeah. year as well. Sherry, I think you guys did too <laughs> out west. Um, it wasn't really a drought where we were at. We actually, when we planted the crops, it was way too wet. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, things didn't grow super great until yeah. summer, and then we got about three weeks of nice hot weather that fried everything. Yeah. And then we got a hailstorm, and then go. it was fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? But so, yeah, despite we... it all, the crops weren't horrible, but for a while they didn't look very pretty. Yeah, we had yeah. two droughts and and like a june frost which was just like so yeah so i'm i'm just really glad i didn't i didn't take my uh, subscriber base through that journey i just kind of kind of did it a, a little rough did it on my own <laughs> and uh and yeah even jess's channel we we kind of oh, yeah, no, we we couldn't do anything, anything because yeah. like you know a lot of people were worried because they're like yeah. Whoa, we ha jess hasn't put out a video in so long and it's like man like we almost ran out of water. Like yeah. forget Our developing film. <laughs> like yeah. we had like so many undeveloped roles. I'm like I cannot in good conscience like just run a, a like a wash <laughs> or anything. So <laughs> we were like, uh, do we need to shower today? No, we need uh, to nope. save the water. <laughs> so yeah, got, film it, dev kind of it got really hairy <laughs> there. But then yeah, in, yeah, when when things kind of righted themselves, uh, we were able to focus more on Jess's channel and get out there in the fall, which was. I think it was good for both of us to get off yeah. the farm and focus on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think maybe you should, when times get difficult like that on the farm, do share it? Because I don't think that people maybe that live in a more urban environment actually understand. Yeah, no, they don't. It's no. kind of like this, you know, there's this romanticism about farming and it's like, oh, it's beautiful. And, you know, you're, you're, you're working the land and, and all this. And yes, it, it is. Sure. It's great. Like, I mean, like we work outside, like yeah, with our it, hands. It is awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> but, but man, like, no, like it, 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 there's, there's other sides. Like, I don't know, I'd say 90% of farms are family businesses. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. this, yeah. or small farms yeah so when you think of a family business you think of your family and I that's what I explain to people I'm like well you know if if, if you have parents like you know how, how do you feel about them like oh they're great no no no. I was like yeah cool do you want to own a business with them and everyone's like oh my god no you're <laughs> kidding <laughs> like well that's what it is you know so you have yeah. the business meetings at the at the dinner table and 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 all that so there's a whole there's a yeah. whole dynamic there and then when when times get tense it's it's something yeah it was but, just uh, really hard to like we wanted to share it with people because we do think it's important. Well, you know, I didn't like, know it was going to be that crappy. No, <laughs> but you know, like it, it is important to share with people sometimes because everyone goes through hard times. Um, and most of the time it's not the hard times that matter. It's how you get through them that matters. And that's what can help people, uh, with their own lives. But it just was so hard to pick up a camera. Like, let alone a film camera or, 
you know, put on the happy face for the for the camera or even the sad face yeah. is kind of <laughs> I, I think also it was just so hard to get through that it took every ounce of energy that we had to push through everything that to also put that on camera just would have taken too much more of that whatever we had left. Right. I mean, I, it sounds really tragic right now. Well, it was. It was. It was. It was rough. It was so hot. It was so it was hot. So it was just hot. so hot. <laughs> no, yeah, but, it was. It was a. It was a brutally hot summer here out east. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it, and actually, it was not warm enough here because, like, even like the garden where I planted the potatoes, I got like teeny tiny ones the size of toonies, wow. Oh, wow. and the rest all rotted. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was just, it was too wet. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I like what you said about the family business because uh, that's us. You got my dad out there. He's 73. And you got the youngest grandson out there this fall. He was two months. Oh. Oh, wow. (laughs) So there's the age discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. You know, you got got my dad and then you got uh, my husband and myself and our two daughters and the two grandsons were out there and yeah you know there's there's like yeah i don't know my dad's 73 too i i hear you i <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably know about those days <laughs> i just i just want to keep going anyway yeah no dad you have to go home <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no but you've already uh, had a heart attack running the combine it's time yeah. to stop yeah, that's an expensive machine. You should have the heart attack off of the combine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He actually did have that's, a heart attack oh, wow. out there. Oh, no. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's 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 rough at times, but, like, I, I have a lot of... I get the comments. I get maybe one a week on my YouTube channel saying, hey, we miss you. When are you coming back? Because there's a lot of, like... A, there's, like, a homesteading movement that's coming up, and a lot mm-hmm. of people like this, and I'm kind of a, a... Kind of a... I don't know. A niche little family farm here. I, I'm, I'm in Quebec, and I don't do dairy, so that's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I promised a few people that, yeah, I'm going to make videos again. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll be back in the spring. <laughs> I'm ready now. I, good or bad coming in 2021, like, for, for the season. Uh, I think I, I'm going to do a go at it yeah. again. I think awesome. we kind of, last year, like, we sort of burned ourselves out the year before because we were filming for both of our channels at oh, the same time. Man. And editing everything yeah. and, and all that. So I think that last year, too, we just kind of got a little scared of the workload that we would put on ourselves. And just with everything already, I mean, getting up to water fields by hand at six in the morning and then finishing them off at night when no, it was d- like 10 at night because we had to wait for the sun to go down so that they wouldn't burn the leaves of the crops we were watering. Um, oh, but I, that 10 just, o'clock watering felt nice in the cool air. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then in the day, it was so hot that, like, all we wanted to do was sit in our air-conditioned trailer and yeah. <laughs> not move. <laughs> so, yeah, I have one more question. Jess, how often do you, do you uh, borrow Jody's gear? 
less now that I have a whole lot more of my own. <laughs> um, but he's got a Leica 3F there that go. I've got my eyes on. <laughs> I've run one roll of film through it. <laughs> he, he just picked it up for his birthday last year. He got yeah. himself a birthday present. And uh, since he got it, I, I've been kind of eyeing that one out. Uh, so I, I know that a video is coming on my channel at some point with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I steal it a little less often now. We have a lot of gear that we do actually share. Like we have a whole line of um, Canon FD lenses and we both have F1s and AE1s. And so those we just kind of swap around. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll say, oh, I want to take the 85. And he's like, okay, well, then I'll take the 100. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. So that's not so bad. But I think the only one that's kind of a a sore point between us is his Olympus 35 millimeter lens, because he's always like, "Oh, where'd that go?" I'm like, "Oh, it's on my camera. Hold on." <laughs> well, but, Jody, uh, you just need to go get her camera and use it. You know, it's nice and clean. Yeah. Uh, I've got <laughs> yeah. some film in some of her cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a real mess over here. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> yeah. straighten it out. So you mentioned the Canon FD lenses. What are your favorites? Um, well, the one I know the most for me is my 50 millimeter f 1.4. Uh, that lens is my workhorse. That's my go-to. Uh, I'll always use that lens on that camera. Um, and I think my second favorite is the 85 millimeter. Oh, that's uh, a nice lens. Yeah, we picked that up for $25 at a value village. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And it even came with another Nikon lens. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but <clears throat> since we didn't have any Nikon gear, we just gave it to one of our friends because we were like, hey, you have a camera and we have no use for it. We didn't even charge her because we were like, no, we, we paid so little yeah. for the two lenses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think those are my two favorites. Yeah, we've had real luck with, with the Canon stuff. Like, yeah. you can pick up a, a Canon lens in any thrift store. Um, I... My first camera was a Canon AE-1 with the Nifty 50, you know, silver ring, 50 millimeter, 1.8. I think mine's the SC. Yeah, I think and so. And I, I love that that lens. I know it's like technically it's a kit lens and whatever. I, I don't know. I, I like that. Always on the AE-1. Uh, on my F1, I go with the with the new FD lenses just because I like it all black. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we also picked up a 100 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, is that a 2.8? Yeah, it is a 2.8, like, I think. Or, no, or 1. 5, no, it's a 3.5. No, the 100 millimeter is not 3.5. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's a nice lens. Yeah. And I'm just getting into it. Because our 85 is the 1.8. Oh, yeah, that's it. And uh, the 100 millimeter as well. So I'd have to go with the 100 millimeter and then just the 50, the nifty 50 classic. Yeah. That's my go-to for Canon. Yeah. I mean, the 24 millimeter is a great one too, or the 28, uh, especially because we like to do star trails. Yeah. But no, my, yeah. my my two would have to be the 50 and the 85. And, yeah. yeah. Have you guys okay. had the chance to uh, to use the 70 to 210? No. Nope. Do we have that? Oh, we do, don't we? Don't we? Do but we? I think, no, I think it's not Canon. Like, I think it's ours not, is like a Tamron or yeah, something. It's not, it's, no, we haven't had a chance to, to have that, but it's a lens that I that I know. I think I have like the Pentax equivalent, like 70 to 200, and it's okay. an interesting, but I, I would love to get that on, on, my, on one of my Canons. Yeah, so I am a, I'm a lifelong Nikon shooter, and I've never really been interested in Canons until... Uh, this past December, I happened upon a nice-looking 
new F1 on eBay. With oh, yes, a, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I picked up a 51.4, a 28.2.8, and a 70-210 F4 for uh, about $150 Canadian. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Canon FD lenses are still pretty affordable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely oh, much it. more than definitely much gas. more so than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't think I mean, we've ever really paid. The most we've paid for a Canon lens was your fifty-one point four. Yeah. Now it's like what a hundred bucks or something. Bucks, I think yeah. I mean, and come that's on. still a good price for that lens. Yeah, they're they're really affordable. Oh, I think there's so many of them around here. Yeah, well, that's a Quebec. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Canon gear. There's a lot of Minolta gear. Yeah, Minolta. Here too. I don't know what it is with this province in Minolta. Everyone. Everyone loves the Minolta here, yeah. but uh, Canon too. Um, there's a lot of that floating around. Yep. Um, but also though, like when we bought some of our stuff. Um, it was like years ago. So before all the prices started going up, you know, people started right. getting into, especially the F1, people started getting into that camera. Um, even the OM system, I'm starting to see a little bit more interest in that. Although that still seems to be a, a little bit more affordable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even my <coughs> Mamiya RB67, I paid like $250 for that back in 2014 and now I can't even get a lens for that price. Actually, you did get a <laughs> oh, lens. Oh, I did get I got sorry, I got one lens for that lucky. price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um does anybody have any more questions or comments or or should we maybe stop here and take a quick break? Yeah, let's yeah, take sure. our yeah. uh, co-fi yeah. break. All right, we will be right back. Hey everyone, I just wanted to remind you that we still have our Ko-Fi account open. 100% of all donations received go to the show. We keep nothing for ourselves. Why? Because we enjoy doing the show. And I hope it brings some enjoyment to others around the world. So, if you do donate, what do you get? Well, for one, you get to participate in a way. You get to choose a topic for the show and have it discussed on air. Plus, you also have the option of receiving a really cool Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast sticker in the mail. Perfect for your film fridge or the top of your scanner even ao-fi.com slash embrace the green podcast okay so our weekly facebook questions we have the first one from andrew chapman and he asks uh, what is this jess's favorite camera and why is it an rb67 <laughs> 
So Andrew and I have this chat going on constantly. Uh, we both really love the RB67. Um, and I feel bad for anyone in on a conversation with us because it's like all we'll talk about. <laughs> um, I honestly can't explain why it's the RB67. Probably the negative size um, and the fact that it's a 6.7 camera with a rotating back. So it's super easy to shoot with uh, using like the waist level finder because like the Pentax 6.7 is maybe a little bit more handheld but a little harder to use if you're using the waist level finder and want to go in portrait mode um, or you get the eye level. Uh, I'm assuming most people get it for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just have such a deep connection with that camera. I can't really explain it. I It's the one I gravitate to. As soon as I want to take a walk in the woods, it's the camera that I want to bring with me. Um, and the fact that I just got a... Uh, Resovat back that uh, allows me to shoot Polaroids on my RB67 made it like so much cooler. <laughs> so yeah, I guess for all those reasons, it's probably yeah, and, my favorite. And the, the keeper rate for Polaroids is a lot higher when you're shooting through an RB, like oh, yeah. full manual exposure and everything. As long as you remember to take the dark slide out. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, wow, it costs a lot. You're just blowing through like four dollars, like four dollars, four dollars. <laughs> Why are all my Polaroids black? Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I made that mistake. <laughs> but you, I think, I think you got to make it at least once, and then you learn from it, and you won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's better to learn like when you're out on your own than if you're like shooting for someone or with someone, and they're waiting on you. And yeah, absolutely, that is just yeah. a mess. <laughs> Or someone that's really experienced. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have the next question from Leonid Nikishkin. Do you ever feel that making YouTube videos negatively affects your photography? For example, would you feel more at ease in the moment? Or if you didn't have also, if you didn't also have to film the scene? B-roll, etc., and think how it fits into a video you're working on. Asking for a friend, upside <laughs> down, smiley. Yeah, yeah, sure you are, Leo. Yeah, he's he's jo joined YouTube, uh, and uh, I think he's got two videos out now. Yeah, and he, I gotta I'm sorry. say, like, yeah. I'm impressed already. Hey, it's like, like two videos in, and he's really good. He doesn't I'm... have a shaky voice. He doesn't nope. look. It's it's not like the camera's gonna kill him. He's not scared yeah. of it. <laughs> He's really, he's natural, so... Yeah, he, well, I mean, YouTube, you know, that's the magic of YouTube, is you can make it look like anything. Yeah, but... So, you know, I hope for him he's not doing 20 takes like I had to do at the beginning <laughs> of my videos when I was first starting out. Um, because I kind of like to do that same sort of style where I go through an entire speech all at once. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes that means a little memorization on my part, or sometimes I babble on and wander off and lose my line of thought <laughs> often um, and try to bring it back and sometimes too I'm like okay I use the word really already I can't say it again so I you can't... overthink it I'm I like know. why are you thinking <laughs> so much but no. anyways he looks really natural yeah he, he does, does and I, I like the question too because yep. it is it's come it's it comes up a hot a, topic yeah now. it comes up a lot on a lot of channels like I know Ben Horn recently said that he was going to take um, a photography trip one a year without filming it yeah um because and 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 
always sometimes like he rushes to get the photo and the video and then the photo suffers and i'd say i don't know i'm gonna speak for jess here but <laughs> when we started in the beginning like 100 percent, yeah i think the photography was suffering because we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't know what was going on we started with uh like Jess filmed the her first video was comparing yeah. um, two films, you know. So you're not looking for stuff. No. You're just like, what? I have all of a sudden a roll of 36, and you got to shoot two rolls of 36. So it's like, wow, that's a lot of photos to get through, yeah. and uh, and whatnot. And in honestly, in the beginning, when you're starting a YouTube channel, you're just talking to a camera. You feel really dumb because you. There's no one watching because you haven't published yeah. anything yet. You have no <laughs> subscribers. It doesn't matter. So you're just like, whatever. Yeah, you're not talking photos. to anyone at that point. But then point, I so. think when 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 Jess started to get a little more subscribers and start to interact with them and know them, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. You you told me you're like, all right, I gotta <laughs> I gotta take better photos. Well, that's it. To be fair, like my first two videos were comparing films. So my first one was uh, comparing Kodak P3200 and then Delta 3200. So I was looking for something that I could take twice. Uh, so it was a lot of architecture and uh, you know less street, but you know, and less movement, more sometimes like with shadows and the way light would hit and stuff. But I didn't feel like I was looking for great compositions. I was just looking for something quick. Uh, Also, for the first time, like walking through the streets of Montreal, being followed by a camera was kind of (laughs) a little nerve wracking. It's a little weird. Um, But, you know, I definitely feel like at first my my photography suffered, um, but I was still trying to find my voice on YouTube as well as through my photography. Um, so after that, I, I definitely wanted to make a big push for it. But luckily, you know, I did have Jody's experience with his own YouTube channel a year before I started mine. So I at least had an idea of what to shoot like what b-roll was going to be what it was going to look like how to stand um and for the most part like I got I kind of get to just concentrate on my photography and Jody moves around me capturing what he needs for for the videos um and I get to just take do my thing take my my shots but every once in a while he's like oh crap I wasn't recording that can you do that again (laughs) cat's out of the bag now (laughs) and so every now and then it kind of throws me off or sometimes I have a tendency to get really excited when I'm on to something like if I see something lit up in the distance I'll just start like almost running for it and then Jody's like wait 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 I have to film you getting to it yeah I got like three minutes of your back you know (laughs) and so he's like huffing and puffing poor guy (laughs) yeah no but I think that helps that 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 I filmed for Jess so she doesn't have to think about setting up another tripod or or the camera angles so I'm there for that um I I think her videos definitely hurt my photography because sometimes I'll like in my in my video bag I'll I'll pack like um my Leica or something to get some shots I've I've never taken a film shot on on (laughs) when I'm shooting a video so and we're sometimes we're in these like really epic uh epic um landscapes and whatnot so i try to capture that on video and that's my b-roll so i'm like okay well you know videos technically you're taking 24 shots in a second so i can kind of kind of do that but we yeah we try to work together and we're getting better at it but we keep having those conversations and i think like if you're a solo youtuber and you're filming yourself it's you gotta kind of have that conversation with yourself is like okay you know you you find a rhythm uh, you find something that works so that you can focus more on your photography and the videos just happen. But then, 
you maybe start to plateau or stagnate. So we're constantly bringing ideas back saying like, okay, how can we do this? And I think recently we're talking like Jess was saying that she sometimes she gets excited and rushes. And instead of me asking her to slow down, maybe I need to kind of anticipate that and, and move around differently. So change the way we interact together mm-hmm. so that the experience that I capture on video is is authentic it's 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 more real so I could just let her go and again like she said she knows she's very aware that you're being filmed you're in the middle yeah. of the woods and yeah there's two of us and I got a <laughs> giant sigma lens pointed at you you're, you know so you're aware but she is comfortable um on on screen and she knows like I'll tell her I'll just say like okay I'm I'm shooting in 120 now so it's for epic slow motion so she knows how to how to place herself for slow motion mm-hmm. uh you need some foreground interest and whatnot so yeah. we're we're constantly working on it but I think uh we we have that conversation too and it's like especially as the channel grows it's like no like people are here for photography like we got to yeah. Like video's nice and whatever. I can do slow motion and all that and it's all nice and nice music, but people are here for photography. Yeah. We gotta we you know, we gotta we gotta put that first. So Yeah. Right. Right. And you can find Leo over at Ten Rolls of Film. Ten yeah. rolls of Ten film. Rolls of film yeah. That's right. And you can probably find his friend there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I think yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, so our next Facebook question is from uh, Andrew Reynolds of St. John, New Brunswick. And he says, uh, I'd be curious to know if or how your approach to staying creative changes in relation to busy versus non-busy times running the farm. Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, For me personally, like, running the farm is just, it's kind of like, Groundhog Day, right? Like in theory, you know, you you buy your seeds at the same time, you plant them at the same time, you you do you run your first uh, pass on the cultivator at the same time. Same, you know, everything happens like just year after year after year after year. Um, but as I mentioned before, there's also all these other things, um, family dynamics and whatnot, and it gets in your head. And when you're on, when you're out there and you're so accustomed to the rhythm, you know what's coming next. You have foresight. You're like, okay, I know this is that. And storms roll in at the same time and everything. You kind of go on autopilot. And I don't know, I personally like, maybe it's just the sun beating down on me when I'm not wearing a hat, but I I get inside (laughs) my mind a lot, you know, and I think Sherry can probably uh, say the same thing when you're on, when you're on like something like a combine. I mean, that those fields are long and you don't really need to pay attention on some of these machines. I don't know if you have auto steer on your combine. No, no. Okay. Well, at least you you have to pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like for the most part, it's like you've been doing this year after year. So you, you tend to think a lot. And I was just like, like, I got to get my mind out of this. So that's when I picked up a film camera and I was like, I'm just, I'm going to document this. Like I'm, I'm going to just, I need to be distracted creatively. I like, I need, I need that. Uh, so I turned to creativity to kind of pull myself out of the rhythm a little bit and, and try to see things differently. So I'd always have like two film cameras on me. I'd have, uh, one color, one black and white, or I'd have one uh, black and white 400 and one 1600, and, and I have them in my bag, and I'd be forcing myself to kind of to look in it just enough to to kind of pull my mind back because you got to stay positive 
throughout the whole year because if you start going in some spirals and if the weather's bad and the crops aren't quite what you want them to be it it it's just a, a long dark road <laughs> um so i did that for one year and after that of course you get used to the creativity and you're like yeah no like you're no longer looking for the shots and and so that doesn't fulfill itself uh so that's when i when i turned to video and now that's starting so it i find busy or not like in the busiest moments sometimes that's when the best scenes or the best photographs are because uh, you're 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 in it you're doing it you're, you're you feel more emotion when things are kind of you know kind of just going as usual there's less emotion there so you could take pictures of nice fields and nice cloud formations and whatnot but but for me um yeah just just having the creativity is a must especially in the busy times because otherwise you're just working like 14 hours a day 15 hours a day i mean it's fine i do it i'd rather do that than seven and a half hours in a cubicle like i used to do um but uh but yeah i i, I turn straight to creativity and the challenge for me is is just keeping creative keeping differently and i think that's why yeah. switching from video to photo helps a lot and i think i'm gonna go into this next year uh, i'm gonna document a lot more on on film as well i said i was gonna start making videos again but i find that for me yeah i think this year i'm gonna probably do some more hp5 all the way let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i usually pack something with me Wherever I go, now it could be slamming around on the dash of the truck or behind the seat of the combine. Uh, pretty good chance it's going to fall on the floor and get really banged around a lot. So oh, don't yeah. take anything too expensive with me. No. no. <laughs> but those are the photos that I love the most. Like you're you're out on that combine, you're going across the hill and you look over and there's that beautiful golden light and the shadow and that's that's going to be gone in like 10 minutes if you don't stop and push the shutter button you don't yep. get it exactly see it's funny because i think that this is actually where jody and i differ a little um when we get busy on the farm i just concentrate on being busy and he's always telling me like don't get lost yeah in, in the farm um, he's always telling me like, you know, you got to keep going with your photography and I always want to, I, I carry cameras around with me too, but you know, like some of our plants, when we harvest them, they're like sticky or they sting. So I have to wear gloves. And so just like the reflex of picking up a camera isn't as natural for me, I guess, in those moments, um, that for me, I prefer to like take a walk and then I'll photograph rather than pick it up, take a picture, put it down go back and get it again later, pick it up, take a picture, put it back down. Um, but like, even, even when we're both like in ruts, we work differently that way too. Uh, he tends to work right through his rut, whereas I sort of wallow for a little while first and then eventually pick up a camera. Um, so I think that maybe that's why our approaches to when we're busy is a little different, but I really admire anyone who can just keep their camera with them, stop the tractor. I mean, I'm barely able to drive the tractor. Like I'm learning, but You're getting there. yeah, but 
like the, to actually stop it, take a picture, and then keep going, like I'd be way too stressed. I'd just That's be like, no, funny. no, no, it's okay, it's okay. You're so frightened. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, I can't touch anything. It's going now. I don't well, want to stop it's, it. It's so big, and I'm it's so t- small. It's tiny. <laughs> Sixty-five <laughs> horsepower. Anyway. I know, but still. But uh, but just... you know, like I think I want to pick that up a little bit more. I want to have a bit more of that, like documentary aspect of my life i mean who better to tell the story of my life than myself i have to say you're so tiny okay so i'm four (laughs) foot eleven my daughter is four foot eleven i drive the combine she drives the semi truck wow come on now you can get in there and do it we're we're, we're talking about buying jess a little massey 135 next year it's a good starter tractor it's really Uh hard to steer so she'll get some muscles (laughs) (laughs) We have a Massey Super 90, and it's two oh, wow. years older than I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and it's still going. Yeah, of still course. Runs. Those but... old tractors just keep going. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so don't be afraid to just, like, throw her in park for a second and take the shot. Yeah, I know. I I shouldn't be scared, I'm, but I get I don't know I get flustered sometimes, and then I'm like no 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 it's okay it's okay I'll do it later. <laughs> I tend to sit there with my head pointing down, looking at the ground about those thirteen and a half other hours of the day. So yeah yeah <laughs> yes so um okay yeah so our our last Facebook question is from uh, Eric Hartke. And he asks, uh, do you guys have a drive or inspiration for shooting film besides the obvious aesthetic and shooting experience? Hmm. Oh, boy. Eric is asking the deep questions tonight. Like film in specific. Yeah. I like having just like a box of prints that you can go through Mm. and i don't know i find it kind of cool like i i have like a five thousand dollar video camera right like whatever and sometimes i'm holding the thing or like a digital camera and i'm like oh this thing takes pictures too like oh that's neat maybe i'll learn how to do that one day like i just have no connection um (laughs) it's 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 odd but uh for for film i've been really i i I just i like i like the i like the idea that when i'm looking through and i take a shot one one twenty fifth of a second i can print that out and i could put it in a box and then no matter how far down the line um you know my relatives or friends or or even people beyond that can take that out of the box and you're seeing what i what i saw you're seeing it kind of like through my eyes. One what for one one twenty fifth of a second. That's what I was seeing, and you're holding it now on silver gelatin paper. And I try to be really aware of that. That's what kind of fascinates me. Although even technically, during that one one twenty fifth of a second, the mirror was up and I wasn't actually seeing it. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So 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 for me, more than just the 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 aesthetic of 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 film itself is. I'm in, I don't know I've been really getting gearing up for 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 the prints and even if like most of my negatives are undeveloped and my life is a mess and everything's <laughs> terrible right now eventually 
you know, eventually, like even my scans, I, I see some of my black and white scans. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Great. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I, what I've been focusing on is just that, uh, it's more the, uh, the aesthetic of, of the print on the paper it pops. Yeah. And I think for myself, um, like I've been shooting film since I was a kid. My parents gave me a little point and shoot when I was nine years old. And so I've always had film in my life. Um, and as it turns out, I actually had a great uncle who was a photographer. He would do portraits of like the kid, the school kids and stuff. Um, and I only found that out after, uh, like long after he had passed away and I was given some of his, uh, photography equipment. Um, so I guess it's kind of sort of even like born in me in a weird way, but I just feel that like growing up with it, it always being around that when I did turn to digital, it just didn't feel the same anymore. The shutter didn't sound the same. The camera didn't feel the same. Um, and I think I maybe printed out like 20 of my images when I shot digitally, whereas put me in a dark room and I mean, I'll just spend hours and hours under that red light and like just watching the magic of a print come to life. So for sure, the print is something important for me as well. Um, and I think right. my favorite thing about photography is, especially film photography, um, is going back through my old negatives like years later and just seeing what I took at the time that sometimes, you, you know, you look at a picture sometimes when you've taken it and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I see what I was going for, but it didn't quite work out. Okay, whatever. But as you, you know, as you change and evolve as a photographer and as a person, you kind of start to look at things a little bit differently. And so sometimes you'll look back on something and you're like, oh, I didn't like that back then, but I actually really like that now. And so you kind of get to relive the moment constantly. And I, I just felt like when I was shooting digitally, like to look at it on a screen. And I mean, I'll, I scan all my film uh, as well, like all my negatives as well. So I do look at them like dig in digital form, basically uh, a lot. But seeing them in print is just so much more special. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where, you know people 10 15 20 years ago would have would have printed every photo they took yeah and it's, these days it's it's kind of sad but i mean how many people see a printed photo that you know that doesn't come from you know google photos or what have you like we're totally on online these days and you know, even even the other day, I was looking back and I was looking at a specific camera that I I already have one and I bought it brand new in the 90s. So it didn't qualify for the frugal film project. But <laughs> nowadays you can find a second copy and it definitely qualifies. So I was looking for one and I went back and I was looking at the because I'd scanned all my negatives, looking at them and thinking, you know, this camera was pretty good, and I have all of these prints in albums, and my kids have all of these prints, because at the time I bought doubles. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, remember the cheesy date on the bottom? That oh, was yeah. Red? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was sitting thinking, 
I should turn that back on because it's nice to know the, the picture I was looking at was in 1995. Yeah. I'm not going to remember that now. No, that's it. Yeah. And, but you do because you have the picture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've taught like the girls are are well one's thirty and one's twenty nine and, and I've taught them you print your pictures. Even if you bring mm. them over to mom and mom prints them or send them away or even worst case scenario go to Walmart, but print them. Yeah. Your phone your phone's gonna die. You're oh, gonna yeah. lose them. Yeah. I don't even know where my digital files are anymore. Somewhere I, in our hard drive. Or... No, I dropped our hard drive. We don't oh, have yeah, them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Oh, there you go. Remember? No more digital <laughs> pictures for Jazz. <laughs> eh, they weren't that good anyway. No, no, no. I'm definitely you a lot digital, better. You measure, I could measure your digital career in months. Yeah, it pretty much. It did not last It didn't long. last very long, It was like a few no. weddings and yeah. that was that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but like, I, even I remember as a kid, uh, when I'd have those developed, I'd drop the films off at the pharmacy, and then I'd pick them up two weeks later, and I'd always ask for doubles as well for my prints. Uh, I don't know why I wanted two copies. I, I just always wanted two copies. I guess sometimes, like, I'd take pictures of my friends or my family, so I'd give them away as well. Yeah. Uh, but it was just so much fun to sit there and go through it. And when they made like the little mini contact sheets too, oh, yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yay, that one and that one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh anyways so there is one email that came in at the end of the show but other than that i am thinking we are finished the questions all right cool so yeah, let's, uh, let's go with the email okay so the email is from tony spencer he's a new listener He says, and I've been meaning to read this for a while, Tony. Sorry. Hi, Sherry. I have been following your podcast, working back from the beginning. Oh, my God. The beginning was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to your feelings regarding the art. I started with film photography about 50 years ago, winning competitions and working weekends, doing weddings and glamour photography. I went over to digital about 15 years ago. Due to listening to your podcast, I have started using my Olympus OM2 cameras again, and I'm loving it. I plan on getting a pre-war roll film camera for landscapes. I want to thank you for inspiring me. Keep safe and keep inspiring. Tony, P.S. I live on a Scottish island, so landscapes are all around me. I would love to go to Scotland. I would love to go to Scotland. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Not to I, mention I've... the uh, the Scotch there, Tony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they just have some amazing landscapes out there. Like uh, one of one YouTuber I love to watch is Simon Baxter because he just goes through all the like highlands and like the woodlands out there and stuff, and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a real shame we're in a global pandemic at the moment. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, yes, for sure. For sure. But I guess that is going to bring us to the end of the show. So let's uh, share our socials. Who wants to go first? 
I'll go first. Um, so, well, first of all, thanks again for having us. Uh, this was so much fun. And thank you to everyone who sent in some questions. They were, uh, some of them were really hard to answer, actually. Um, but uh, you can find me on YouTube at Jess Hobbs and on Instagram at Jess Hobbs photo yeah again thanks Uh, this is a new experience for me I had a great time Um, I'm on Instagram although I haven't posted anything in a while uh, like not as bad as uh, as Andre from Neg Paws, but I can I, I always feel bad. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> be so hard on but the guy. I, I haven't posted since June, <laughs> but it's, but you have uh, more than six photos. Yeah, I do, and and, and to be honest, with me it's just because I'm lazy and 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 everything's undeveloped and unscanned. But uh, I am on Instagram at Jody Farms, and if you wanna. Go check out my YouTube channel and see my descent into, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't that bad. Take some twists and turns along the journey as I take you on what it's really like to work on a family farm. I am at youtube.com slash Jody Farms. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. You can find me at uh, Rule Root One Film, and that's one spelled O-N-E. Or, and that's on Instagram, or you can find me on uh, Facebook at the various uh, groups, uh, Frugal Film Project, um, and also on our Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast Facebook page. Oh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> but you can find me there, definitely. Oh, Did sorry, you... my microphone was muted there. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, no, you can find me at Jake Rose Photo at on Instagram, or you could find me in the various Facebook groups on uh, Facebook, such as Negatives Positives. I was wondering, you know, if um, if uh, Jake had maybe went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Andre is a uh, is a bit of an, a podcast inspiration for me, so I'm just trying to, you know, emulate the greatest. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, well, we have to give him a break, though, because he is still healing up from the Rona. Get yeah. well soon, Andre. Yes, I, absolutely. I felt, I felt a little bad that they put the video up on, on yeah, Facebook. I mean, you got to. <laughs> I know, of course you do. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was so he nice gets, about my channel that, a, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I give him a big pass on he that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so um, thanks, everybody, for um, sending in questions for Jess and Jody. And please, if uh, you get a chance, join our little Facebook family over on the embrace the grain photography podcast group there i think i got that out right (laughs) and i guess that's all for this week uh everybody stay positive and embrace the grain that's right (laughs) Bye. bye bye